0: what's up everybody welcome to the pick six podcast cbs sports daily nfl podcast i'm Robert Ternum, your host we got ourselves a very pretty christmas show oh,
1: oh, oh. <laughs> and bill i'm gonna tell you that's how to sanitize he told me you've been a very naughty boy so you will be receiving a, a couple awesome. lumps of coal in your stocking
0: this year yeah. I actually was seeing uh, Santa. Santa even quit like dropping coal in my stocking years ago. He just—he's just, just like—I don't believe you. He lobs uh, no, 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 not not in the sense that he's like he's gotten better. He's just like he's like I'm not even going to the house with the coal anymore. Like I'm just he just like lobs
1: a, a flaming bag of poop at my doorstep. I am just gonna say actually better than that. He just literally takes your stocking and takes yeah. uh, a nice little dump, you know, a, a nice little savory <laughs> toasty dump in there. He's like, ah, where's the Brinson house? So oh, that hot cocoa is really getting to me. <laughs> it really, it really turns my insides out, you know. I mean, that is a lot of cocoa to be drinking. Right? Like, you know, I'm like, by the way, dancer, why don't you top this thing off? All right, you, you throw a couple of turns in there too while you're
2: at
1: it. The beauty of it is like, if you, old, old Rudolph isn't possible, he's all bound up, right? Like he's he's got a guide Santa's sleigh through the night with that damn red nose from all the cocaine he's blowing preparing for it. So. <laughs>
0: What is happening?
1: Oh man,
0: you can't blame me for taking it off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: if, this is your Christmas book that you're writing, your children's book, right? That you're writing. Yes. Christmas. <laughs> yeah.
0: It, it,
1: it's it's called the Deep Dirty Secret of Santa Claus. Oh, great! <laughs> and it's coked up reindeer.
0: <laughs> I love it. I mean, look, there's a lot. If you're, if, if I mean. You know, <laughs> I, I, we, I don't know. I don't know what our demographic is watching the show, but hopefully, it's it's old enough yeah.
1: we're all uh, in fun and games here, right, yeah. oh,
0: No, no, no. I, mean, I just meant that, like, I mean, look, if you don't
1: think Santa Claus has a sugar addiction? You're out of your mind.
0: Right, um, That's what I'm saying. And like, and like, hot, I don't. Is hot cocoa a diuretic? That like coffee? I don't know.
1: A diuretic. I mean, I I think some people who are lactose intolerant would say that thing would just make it run right through them. But uh, I'm, I'm more worried about diabetes for him at this point. I mean, all that sugar for as long as he's lived.
0: I think I think he laughs at diabetes at this point. Like,
1: yeah, what's we'll he's, he's
0: he's been grinding. He's been grinding so many, so much sugar. Like, he's like, or yeah, you know, yeah. I think he's. I just don't think he's worried about it. Like, he's he's. We're talking like forty million cookies per year, for like you know, endless time. In like like thousands of years.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of sugar. That's all I'm saying. It's a lot of sugar. Lot of sugar. I, maybe we should be cloning Santa Claus. Like maybe for for humanity we need to figure out a way of taking some of Santa Claus' DNA and spreading it to the rest of us so we can see all the sugar we want like he can.
0: Do you think it's possible that, that like Santa Claus is, is being paid off by big sugar?
1: Like big sugar? Uh, it's a possibility. I mean, I, I could ask some of the folks around here in South Florida where I've driven through many of these sugar fields, sure. the sugar cane fields, just knock on some doors, ask be around. Be, car-
0: be careful. You start digging around with big sugar and big cookie, and you, you can find yourself – in a in a world of high stakes espionage that you didn't see coming brady quinn 100
1: percent. yeah
0: and like you you've got a good you got a good thing going you're you know you, you you get to fly around the country call talk about football hang with reggie bush and matt leonard at the, the house don't you guys have a house you do commercials what was the commercial you did
1: wendy wendy's i don't think it's the house.
0: Oh, yeah, the wendy's yeah yeah, yeah yeah you're oh do we do I, we texted about this i don't know if we talked about this your laugh on the wendy's commercial like, it was like i don't know it
1: killed me for some reason you're like <laughs> I mean, like, it's it? <laughs> <laughs> a little like over the top uh probably too much for the commercial maybe to tone it down a little bit but they did you say the lens actually it sucks some of the energy out of the scene so they really coach you up to kind of over overact a little bit i thought it was perfect
0: All right. Thank you, i appreciate that yeah uh look as a, as, a, as a chronic overlaugher i would never criticize another man over
1: laughing uh, <laughs> Sean Ryder says this might be the best. Hey, sure. I mean, yeah, man, we're just trying to tell the side of Christmas that no one wants to talk about. All right, the the you know, the coked up reindeer. The uh, the every time I say it, Will cringes. He's like, oh gosh, we can't mention that. <laughs> the hyped up reindeer. all uh, night. I mean, yeah. Hey, you think a light stays on by itself, buddy? It's
0: it solar charge. <laughs> like what? Are we, uh, yeah. What? uh, <laughs>
1: what uh so veering this towards a little towards football yeah. um we, let's just veer towards the the early christmas gift um that was given to us uh this week and that's thursday night football okay
0: i was gonna well i was gonna ask you first did you did you like playing like what like what was your preferred as a player what was your preferred schedule like like timing of the games for christmas purposes because like i mean you know, like a few years ago uh christmas eve is on a on a on a thursday was it well i don't know why but you you and i did a uh, it was broncos raiders maybe yeah
1: it sounds like yeah it's like yeah let me let me just go ahead and give you my football guy response it's football season will all right there are no holidays in football season all right once you're in game mode you're locked in i don't care if there's any gifts underneath underneath my tree we're just trying to get a win all right that's all that matters if you're on if you're practicing on christmas day so be it. I need a good day of work. All right. I need a lot of, a lot of film prep and everything else. Make sure the body's film tuned up, ready to go. I don't want some big overinflated Christmas meal. Okay. We're in game over in season.
0: That's all, uh, but, see, but see, like, this is what I'm saying. Like, would you, did you prefer Like, like the, your game would be the day before Christmas Eve. So you can then go and like, just gorge. Like, you know,
1: Christmas no, Eve. cause it's football season. Like you're still waiting for that next week's game. You're still preparing. So like, I mean, I, I really like in all seriousness, the holidays become a huge stressor because of Christmas shopping. And I, I'll never forget uh, Amy Palsic, who was an absolute saint. Back when she worked uh, within our, our you know, sports and uh, sports PR department, all that in Cleveland, she would go shop for everyone. Like anyone who needed some gifts to go shop for, she would take care of it, even with her busy schedule. She would still make it happen. So she was like our our, our team mom. She was awesome. She was the best.
0: So there was um, a, so a stretch of time where like you played for the Browns, and
1: like you're, the people in your life thought you were a really good gift shopper. Right. And it was so all passive It was completely amicable. That's awesome. So I could only imagine for like guys who had kids and families at that point. I obviously did not. Um, It was you know obviously gifts, ideas, and gifts and so forth. But 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 I I I digress. It's football season, Will. No one cares about the holidays, all right? Usually you're trying to do some community service for other people's in need. I just always felt, and not to sound corny and and really, like, hashtag football guy-ish, I just felt blessed to be, like, playing the game I love, like, over the holidays. It's because it's, it's so unique compared to everyone else. Like, everyone else is getting ready to sell a holiday. Like, no, man, we got work to do, you know? Even if it was just practice, even if it wasn't a game. Because I, I don't think we ever played – we, I don't think we ever played a game, uh, on Christmas day. Like even in college, like bowl games, like I think we flew, I flew out one Christmas day, uh, for a bowl game. But even then, like, I don't think, uh, I ever got to play on Christmas day.
0: Yeah. So. I guess it's a little different, different as a, as a you know, podcaster. I mean, sure. Like you know, the professionalism and the, the work ethic, uh, all the same, you know, the, the, the
1: mental, the mental stress of, yeah, I mean, I would assume you're doing a pod this Sunday are you not. We are doing a pod this Sunday, yes. Yes, of course you are. I mean, I, I would gladly join that pod. I mean, so what? Hey, we got football season. We need to talk on the Pick Six pod.
0: Yeah, I, I will say that I find it annoying that they decided to do an eight fifteen game on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Like, you could have just picked one. Dude, if Christmas Eve, let's shut it down after the four o'clock games. How about that?
1: I mean, like I said, I'm there Christmas Eve night previewing that eight fifteen game. And it's a pleasure to do so. I feel honored to have the, You're be in the studio so. previewing at the A fifteen Christmas game. I have be at home. I'd be in studio if they'd let me. I mean, it'd be really nice to be able to drive to our studio and not have to worry about traffic. Which I assume Christmas Eve night, ninety five wouldn't be loaded with crazy ass drivers. I wouldn't assume seventy five to sixteen years old driving a car,
0: and 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 from seventy five to like nine hundred miles an hour too.
1: Right, I mean, I, I've seen all sorts of things on that highway, like some that are unspeakable. I saw a guy on the front of a uh, a semi truck; he was literally like on the hood of it. And I like, drove by, thinking, "What in God's name is happening?"
0: I mean, I, I've I've gotten, I've pulled on a ninety-five, that stretch of ninety-five right there in Fort Lauderdale, um, flying it on a red eye at like four in the morning, and you're just like, do, 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 and all of a sudden it's like, pow, 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 motorcycles like flying everywhere. Oh my
1: god! Oh yeah. I One time, this person was, like, upset that I wasn't driving faster in the, in the fast lane, which, by the way, I 100% abuse the speed limit. I will admit to that. Um, I've, I've gotten my fair share of speeding tickets in my life. I've got big feet. I think they get tired after a while just of trying to pull back from the accelerator. Anyway, I had this car come around me. Then we ended up getting in, like, a traffic jam. And so as they come by, this woman had a stack of cash, a stack of cash, like racks, I think is the actual – you know term that most most like you know more culture people would say and they just like she like waved it by and she came by so i don't know if she was like i don't know how she got that money i don't know if she was like going to a strip club because that's usually the only reason why people have a stack of cash like that which just came from i don't know but i was just like all right i'll probably never see that again the rest of my time driving on 95 but it was right. interesting. I, I bet there's like a
0: decent chance you could see it again but i mean like like a 12% chance you see somebody else drive by with a... Yeah,
1: but King of Diamonds isn't open anymore. That was back in the days where, like, KOD. You know, now there's, like, some other ones that are down there that are kind of taking over, but ah. that was the big one. I think there's, like, literally... It was so big. Think about this. Now there's, like, a car dealership there where it's, like, a big car dealership. That's how big it was? That's how big it was. Like, they oh. took over the same property, and now it's just littered with cars everywhere. And it, so it was littered with cars, cars before, but...
0: Well, <laughs> <laughs> yes, for
1: different reasons. Cars yeah. for different reasons, yes. yeah. Uh, all
0: right. What a... um. A time to be a Christmas. Yeah. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. So early Christmas present. I, and it really is because we get the number one overall pick in two, 2021 versus the number two overall pick in 2021. Right. Trevor Lawrence versus Zach Wilson. Thursday night football Jaguars first jets again. um, Now this game certainly big for this podcast, because if the jets win for, for the first time in several weeks, it's been so long since they won. And people may have forgotten that it, it'll cost you a thousand dollars with if they win. Uh maybe more importantly for the for you you know for my jags from hashtag my jags a win gets them squarely yeah next for this division title it, it, it's crazy because Brady the last couple weeks like it's like lions jets week 15 decide the fate of the playoffs. It's like, wow, didn't see that coming. And then like no, <laughs>
1: no, one, before the, Thursday no one before the season thought right. that was going to be the title of an article by John Breach, who does have the most clickbait He's titles kid. in the history. It's in unbelievable. The history of any editorial profession. John Breach with the best. Every time I see a title, I'm like, ooh, I should click on that. It's yep. always
0: written by John Breach. It's always he did one. Oh god, there was one that was like I actually killed him for um because it was like, it was like, it was like actually misleading. And I can't remember. Um, yeah. I mean, that's usually the case, but still, you don't let the truth get away with a good story. Right, here's what. Here's what. This is great. This is a quintessential John Breach headline. It's not the one I'm looking for, I don't think, uh, but it's like, ex Lion star Calvin Johnson reveals that he used to break one particular NFL rule after every game. It's like,
1: I think I clicked on that because he's my draft guy. I was like, ooh, ooh, what was this? and i don't even remember I what know the rule was but like it, 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 I, it, I don't even know if he actually mentioned that he broke a rule i think he just wrote an article after that th- but he there was something that he did
0: about i swear it was about calvin johnson but it was like it was like x like x lions or like former lions superstar wide receiver like i, I, I can't remember what anyway
1: I'll, I'll- we'll, we'll, let's move on to the matchup uh one verse two by the way Another number one overall pick will not be a part of this matchup. Trayvon Walker will be out with oh. the ankle injury. So
0: I forgot, um, I forgot. I forgot before we get into this, the meat and bones, and I just want to point out that I, I got you. I got you a Christmas present. So look, check this out. Look at this old Tuffy pint glass. I got you four cases of these old Tuffy pint glasses. I've sent them straight to your house.
1: I, I don't. I, one, you don't have my address, so that's that's the first thing. It's a step right. so up. Here's, your, here's <laughs> what I would do because this is how my mind works. I would take those boxes wouldn't even open them i would take them directly to our office at cbs and i would pass them out to all my teammates <laughs> and to all the deserving folks behind me that make all this possible So i,
0: I also um so we have uh, several cases of old t- actual old toughies from a tailgate probably uh, inspired, but no big deal oh no no the three, Scar- or Scar- Scar- three or four years old three or four years old you're getting yeah. those two you're getting all of those too. yeah you're, you're having- just sending me trash that's what you're doing sending you trash yeah. um i'm just kidding we love old toughy around here uh anyway so Trayvon Walker not going to be playing this game. That's he hasn't. He hasn't really hasn't been the impact. Yeah, I mean, like the other defensive players taken after him, Aiden Hutchinson, Sauce Gardner have had better
1: years. Um, <laughs> I mean, I just went back through and watched the Jets Lions game just to kind of go back to the, some of the throws uh, by Zach Wilson. And, and one of the things you noticed the Lions is like, oh, uh, clearly Ben Johnson told uh, Jared Goff just don't even throw at Sauce Gardner. Like, I, I gotta, I gotta think back to cornerbacks that have had this fast of an impact as he's had like getting that sort of treatment honestly Darrell Rivas might be the first that comes to mind I'm having a hard time thinking of someone else who's been this sort of player like immediately right away maybe Jalen Ramsey early on too um but like I'm just saying in recent history the type of season that he's had the entirety of the season it's right up there. I know Pat Sertan uh has been part of that too um he's had a phenomenal year this year I don't don't know that that I don't know that Revis even had this kind of impact his rookie season though. That's, but that's what I'm saying is I don't know. I can't. I literally can't remember. He's the first one that came to mind. I was like, maybe he did his rookie season, but everyone else, like, I don't know that they've had the impact he's had. It's been incredible to really watch him and just his football IQ too. His ability to pattern match, understand route concepts based on splits and movement and formations, personnel, all that. Uh, the kid's a stud. He's an absolute stud.
0: And I mean, he—he's. It's not like he played at Bama and played in the SEC. Like he someone from Cincinnati. Like I mean, shout shout out to Luke Fickle, man. Good.
1: Yeah, well, Luke Fickle, Marcus Freeman, obviously Marcus Freeman, okay. Yeah. Yeah, um, but I digress. So, kind of coming back through some of the throws um, Zach Wilson made. Watched obviously some tape of, of Trevor Lawrence. I mean, look, Trevor Lawrence has basically showed out to be like, hey, he's that dude we all thought he was. And 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 I know his rookie year was kind of rough and all that, but you know, you get through that. You get to this season. Well, you got a new head coach, new offense. You 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 put a lot of money into this roster, this team, and it's it's all showing. Um, so, you know, I think if you're if you're if like Pete does from time to time, like quarterback scales, like look at so far what Trevor Lawrence has been, even considering his rookie year, and then factor in what Zach Wilson's been, it's not even close. Like they couldn't be further apart as far as what you wish you had at, at quarterback for one, and, and what the other has, and what their future looks like um i think you go back through zach wilson getting his first start you know looking at the tape he's taken on the 31st ranked defense in the nfl um no one's struggled you could say pretty much as, as bad as detroit has this year big play scoring points all that um it's just the same inconsistencies you saw before you know uh misses on third down throws to Garrett wilson um you know the interception was awful you know i don't know how he didn't see the safety on that side of the field what he was doing. And I got to be honest, I think when you look at their scheme and what they're trying to do, they're just trying to give him one reads. They're trying to find ways of isolating Garrett Wilson, one-on-one on the backside of three by ones. Um, they're trying to fit, find unique ways of giving him like the CJ Uzama play that everyone made a big deal about underthrown ball. It was his only read you know, play action, moved the pocket. I mean, literally the safety almost not knocked away to pick it off. Um, you know, so it, it's not a takeaway from, you know, some of the good throws he did make. I mean, even the Garrett Wilson completion on, uh, what was it fourth down coming across the field? That was his only read. That was where his eyes were the entire time. And rightfully so. Like in those situations, you go for, um, you know, Garrett Wilson, you look to him, you look for playmakers. But the reality is, in, in that one, like even then, he was staring it down the whole time. I just I don't know that he's progressed to the point where he's been able to read progressions and, and get past just either, hey, I'm throwing a screen, I'm throwing an isolator right on the backside, or I'm throwing for this guy who we're trying to clear things out for. Um, so whatever Robert Sala, you know, wants to say, maybe how you know, he grew and matured over the course of two, three weeks, he was benched, whatever it was. I, I don't see it. The offense looks and the passing game looks drastically different and, and he doesn't feel comfortable playing from the pocket. Like you can see it. And that's the biggest difference too, with Mike white is the ball is getting out. He was going through progressions. He was staying in the pocket. Now it's almost like Zach's just waiting for an opportunity to get outside of it. Cause he feels so uncomfortable inside the pocket.
0: So he, it's, he wants to, He's
1: just an impatient player right now. I wouldn't even say impatient. You know, I I just think, again, going back to his college days and what he had, there was no rush. He had all day. The BYU offensive line and that schedule and everything he went up against, he sat back there all day. And I think, you know, sometimes you can develop bad habits where if nothing's open downfield, you have this urge or need to want to get outside the pocket and run and and, and create something. What he's done is he cuts off half the field. And that's why staying in the pocket and maneuvering within the pocket – it allows you to be able to utilize the entire field for some of those throws. Um, and so, and, and I talked to a, a couple of players who had played him earlier this year. I said, what were you guys being coached to do? He said, literally the exact words from our coach were what once he drops back, just get depth and the mother effort will throw it to you. And I was like, Oh, that's pretty <laughs> damning." Uh, and it just so happened. And this is before he got benched. It just so happened that that was essentially what that team did and what happened in that game. So um, it, it was interesting just kind of hearing that and then seeing it and watching it on a film and curious to see what it was gonna look like. But you know, now in a short week versus Jacksonville, the 27th ranked defense in the league, like you couldn't have asked for a better two games to come back for at home after what Mike White had to deal with uh going up against Buffalo in particular in Buffalo. Now you got the soft part of the schedule. And if you can't win this one, I, I think it looks pretty bleak as far as what the future looks like, especially finishing the last two games on the road.
0: Yeah, I mean if he goes out there and lays a, a a reindeer turd on the on against the Jaguars, it's it's not gonna be good. By the way, I, I remembered who the um and this is this is on me, you know, because he's kind of our coworker, Patrick Peterson. Insane rookie season. Right. Um, right. probably be probably the last one to have like that big an impact. <laughs> like his like uh the like pro football reference does value like approximate value for each player. Right, right, right. All the Dork stats here. Go ahead. Is 22, which is insane. that's incredible.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, even, even I know that I'm not, you know, one of those guys that really dives deep in all these numbers and analytics. Well,
0: sure, dude, a general catch all for a full, season.
1: yeah, 100%. 100%. No, I'm with you, I'm with you. It's a great stat. Um, you know i talked about i was actually talking to rick Spillman about that a lot too all those you know, numbers and analytics. Oh,
0: rick is a huge uh, uh analytics guy right yeah big time you heard uh nc state's new offensive line coach uh site pff
1: ratings for uh for, for guys i thought that was surprising yeah no it's it's, it's gone well it's helped. it's helped for marketing i think for both pff and and you know when, when things are going well like you look at the pff ranks and go oh, how can i like look better oh look at my players in the rankings great so.
0: Uh anyway, so um I'm going to get you a PFF subscription for uh, for Christmas along with these toffee glasses. I I, I mean I, I like PFF. I know those guys. They're good I job too. Yeah. <laughs> um do you know that Charlie Day is 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 in the uh is Did the you just old... bark Is that what that was? What?
1: Did oh, you just bark? bark. I think it was a bark, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what that sound was.
0: I got I got some dog in me.
1: It was a is a, a, a barking call. If you got dog in you. It's like a chihuahua. <laughs> the smallest <laughs> dog there oh!
0: is. Like, <laughs> Boom, Roasted. Uh I got that. I got that dog in me. It's like it's, it's, it's a Pomeranian. It's a Wiener Schnitzel in you or something. Uh, um, who do you think wins this game? I think, I think it's the Jets. I think so too. Yeah, I, I just. I, want Jag- I really want the Jaguars to win, but I think
1: that I think it'll be close. Yeah, I, I think the Jags are like a way more interesting story. It'll be a fun team to see if they could find a way of winning the division. Like that would be a lot of fun, given. The Colts historic, like historic weekend, uh, slash just where they're at now. And uh, obviously, Nick Foles now has been announced he's going to start for them this week. So, uh, that game versus the Chargers look a little different, but I I would, I would, it'd be more fun to see the Jags win and see what they could do in the playoffs once they get in. Uh, I do think the Jets at home, though, win this game. Their defense has just played to me lights out and gave them every opportunity to stay in games. I think they'll be able to run the football well against them. Your guy, Bam Knight. Uh, I'm trying to think who he reminds me of his running style. Cause he's, he's bigger than you think. Yeah. He almost reminds like Kenyon Drake was obviously like bigger than I thought too. When he came out of Bama, he was like kind of that back too. That was just getting the football, watch him kind of truck through There's, there's a couple of the running backs. I was trying to tie him to, um, but, but I love his running style. I think I love what he adds along with Michael Carter. Uh, and then all you're asking for is Zach Wilson to look downfield and store throw it up to Garrett Wilson, which he did from time to time. And it worked out.
0: I'm trying to think who Bam Knight reminds me of too. Um, it's a good question.
1: Because he's a taller back. Like, he's bigger than you think. He, like, maybe uh, somewhat Latavius Murray. There's a couple other backs, like, watching his running style and all that that I was like, all right, like, that's kind of who he reminds me of watching. watching he's, got, he's
0: got some nice explosion. Not, not. I mean, yeah. Um, I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of his. Yeah. Uh, I think he's a good fit for this offense too. Uh I I'm going to take the
1: uh, Is it a pick 'em now or is it is it, or are they giving a point still? It's
0: like basically a pick 'em.
1: Uh maybe yeah. maybe Jets minus 1. But it, yeah, it looks short week that, that favors the home team too. Yeah. Um and and you know frigid conditions all that you know, I, I would imagine Jacksonville may have a tough time, you know, walking into that. So they, it, just it,
0: Trevor Lawrence or is it Mac was it Mac Jones or Trevor Lawrence? Trevor Lawrence is people are like, can he play in cold weather?" And he's like, because people are like, Matt can, can like so-and-so, or like can Jalen Hurts play in the snow? He's like, it snowed in Alabama too. We're like, That was Tua. Yeah, Tua said that, that's right. That's yeah, right. That was Tua for
1: last week, which they he played fantastic in that Alabama game.
0: Alabama quarterbacks blend together, yeah. They I
1: all look the same, yeah.
0: Speaking of Alabama quarterbacks, there's a big injury involving a former Alabama and Oklahoma quarterback, and we will talk about that
2: next. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles,
0: Jalen Hurts, the presumptive MVP, or,
1: or is he?
0: He is not actually Patrick Mahomes now the leader, um, because of Jalen Hurts' injury. I'm curious, uh, you you dealt with injuries like like every NFL shoulder league. injuries, yeah, yeah, shoulder injuries, yeah. Um, have you ever dealt with a, a separated shoulder like this of Jalen Hurts in the throwing shoulder, and if so? Dr. Quinn, medicine man. What's the uh, diagnosis?
1: Yeah, so I've dealt with this before, both in the NFL and college. Uh, well, the one that sticks out in college, and <laughs> I shouldn't even say this, but it's probably true. So, uh, I was trying to run to get out of bounds to the sidelines. We were in Southern California, USC, is my sophomore year, and Darnell Bing. I, there's just there's nothing I could do. The only thing I do is try to lower my right shoulder, which is like not what you want to do, especially versus a bigger, you know, physical uh, safety. Good shot to the shoulder throwing arm, separated my shoulder. Oh. And I'll never forget this clip came out afterwards of me like trying to throw on the sidelines because I was like, I didn't know if I could. It was so it was, what happens is obviously, you know, you take a hit, you've irritated that area, right? You you've sprained it. So um not only is there they're bruising and so forth, but it becomes really painful. Now you can still, if there is no, you know, fracture, tear, dislocation, um you know, instability, which it might feel like there's a little instability because of the pain. But if you're not experiencing any of those four things, it's more about pain management at that point, but it is really painful to deal with. And so it gets hard to raise the ball above your shoulder to then throw. And so I think I got caught on the sidelines, (laughs) like literally throwing back and forth to, uh, my, my, uh, the backup at that point. And I think at one point I said, like, F me, like this hurts so bad. And I wasn't going to like come out of the game but like, you could literally read my lips and I was in, I was in so much pain and I, and so I still kept playing, but I remember we were even still like sneaking the ball at certain points and I'd fall on it and I'd just like roll over and be like, this feels awful. And so I was on some, we ended up playing in a bowl game a few weeks later, but had we, how we had to play the next week, no chance, like no chance I would have been able to play. And honestly, I didn't probably practice for the first couple of bowl practices. It took me a while to be able to get back, like slowly work back into it uh, for that bowl game, which is later in December
0: so <laughs> the stats the uh the the non-advanced stat statistics uh back up your description of this game because oh, yeah. you, you finished that game it looks like uh do you, it was bad do, do you remember who we, your so was? what's that do you remember who your backup was he, he attempted or i think it's your was it your backup or is that it would have been pat dillingham that year um uh nope Carlisle holiday
1: Oh, so Carla might have come in at the
0: end. You know, it looks like he came in for one throw, which I'm guessing is when you were laying on the ground holding your
1: shoulder. And- no, I, I, I didn't show anyone. It was just it was when we came out of the sidelines like they knew. But no, That's I think we, we literally drove right down the field to score the very first drive of that game, and then we didn't do anything with the football the rest of the game.
0: Your but, your your final stat line for that game.
1: No, it was bad. Uh, and Matt Liner and Matt Castle played for uh, for the Trojans that game. Well, they ended up going on to win the National Championship. I think that was also Leinart's Heisman year that year.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh you finished 15 of 29.
1: Yeah. It's bad.
0: For hundred and five yards. That's uh three point six yards per attempt and a touchdown. Yeah.
1: yeah, it was it was bad. Like at that point, there wasn't much really we could do uh after that that first drive. So it, I, mean, you know, I mean that's like that's that's the sort of stat line of someone with a separated shoulder who's like playing point, and then, so case in point, like outside of trying to throw a slant, like that was about all I could get the ball down the field. Even that hurt like hell. So you know the, the biggest things are right now, you haven't heard them talk about any of the things I mentioned before, fracture, instability, um, tear, um, what else? a dislocation. Now you might have some subflexation, which is like when you get hit, you know the, the ball and socket joint will pop in and out. You might hear that from time to time. Um, that's not as concerning if it's it comes back in the socket and you don't feel like you' it's dislocated. Different story. I haven't seen anything or read anything from that with Hertz's injury. So it would lead you to think that he's going to miss this week. He potentially could miss the following week as well. You might want to give him a couple weeks off um, before you bring him back. And it's more about pain management and trying to manage through it that than it is long-term concern um, or potentially like any issues with his, his throwing motion due to the injury. So it's all about trying to get that part of your body and the inflammation to calm down so it feels better when you're out there throwing.
0: I mean, so that's kind of an interesting point, too, in the sense – so, like, this is something that is not going to be – it's going to have to be fixed in the offseason, right?
1: Well, no, that's the thing is there's nothing to fix. It, it's literally just uh, – it's just time and let it calm down. At least based on what's been reported now. Sure. Yeah. Because there, there is no fracture. There's no tear. There's no dislocation. There's, they're not reporting that if there is. Now, if it has to be fixed after the season, I would imagine he's out the rest of the regular season, and then we'll, we'll kind of see where they are in the playoff run. Um, and you want to give it as much time as you can, you're probably going to receive some injections. Like I, I had a uh, partial tear in my uh, posterior labrum. So, well, you know, you, you go in, you get shot up, they reduce some of the inflammation, you hope to rehab it, strengthen the muscles kind of in and around it and all your stabilizers. And then you hope that then you could be good enough to be able to make it through, but not going to be able to play out your optimal, you know, highest level.
0: And, and it's a tough situation too. I was going to say, because you, you like, this dude's a Russian quarterback. I mean, that's, that's, that's what their offense is. So like, if and he, and he, he played through it, he got hurt and he, and he played through it. So I mean, very, obviously very tough guy. Um, They need one more win to clinch home field advantage throughout the playoffs. I, I mean, to, to me, you sit him out for Dallas. You hope Gardner Minshew wins. If, if Gardner Minshew wins, then you reevaluate where you are going up against the Saints who, by the way, have, are giving you their first round draft pick next year. So you'd love to beat them and, and push that draft pick up. Um, But I mean, how, and then again, like how, how much time is too much time off? Cause if you, if, if they, let's say they beat the Cowboys or Gardner Minshew yeah. and then they decide we're going to sit you out for the saints game. We don't need it. You, no way you play him in week 18. And then all of a sudden. <clears throat>
1: yeah. Well, I, I'd, I'd say two things about this one. It, it actually could be a blessing in disguise in the sense of, you know, this will force the Eagles to have to work on their more traditional run game. You know, you go back to last week. I think Miles Sanders said, what? 11 carries for like 40 some yards. Like, dude, what are we doing here? Like like he's one of your best players too. Like let's not get away from yeah. the fact you have one of the best offensive lines. You got a really good backfield. You can run the football. Well, now this going to force you to. Like not that you don't you can't put things on Gardner Minshew. He's showcased the ability to play well in this league and in the system, but he's not the same type of athlete. So he's yeah. not going to be taking off running like Hertz can, maybe from time to time, but not like that. So it actually allows you to focus more on that for maybe a couple of weeks and then you come out of this better and stronger as an offense because You've got the ability to do that once you get into the playoffs, which, again, not saying that they haven't shown the ability to. But, it's, it's just a different style. But but in
0: doing that also will allow you to help Jalen Hurts manage his pain. Once he comes back. Once he comes back, you
1: need to be able to let him, you know. Yeah. Just hand it off. Like, we don't need to put in a zone read and force me to keep it or have quarterback design runs. Right. Um. You know, sometimes those the best runs come off pass plays where you find a lane and you go and everyone's got their back turned to you in man-to-man coverage or they're playing a match zone scheme and and they end up having their backs turned to you. So there, there's elements of that. There's no doubt it helps out, I think, the Eagles long-term, like if they can protect him and do it right. Um, but that's that's really, I think, where they're at right now. And so we learn more about the injury and maybe get a, a timetable, a time frame. I, I would expect miss this week, maybe back for the next week, depending on the result and, that, and the need of that game to have no, number one overall seed. Um, and you, maybe you just play a little more conservative style or just miss the next two. And you say, we're going to go in and we're going to go in there and win that week 18 game or that last game of the season.
0: Yeah, play like you're going to play the first half of week 18. Let's get up and then we're going to get you out. That way, you're just not, you don't take a, a month, like a month plus off of football, which is.
1: Yeah. Again, back to the rust question, I, I wouldn't worry as much about him with rust in part because, you know, that offense, it's not like your old school, like West Coast offense, like we're in the center, we're dropping, you know, five at a hitch, you're here and you're kind of going through your progressions with your feet. And sometimes you can get out of sync when you haven't played in a long time, you know, with the type of timing and rhythm to all that it's very different, right? Like they, they've got more, you know, RPOs involved. They've got some play action involved, uh, some run pass action, you know, play action, move the pocket, all these different things. I, I think that makes it a little easier for him. And I also sure. think when you look at their wide receiver group and the speed that they have and the ability to just be able to throw it up to AJ Brown, throw it downfield, Devontae Smith, with you know, Quez Watkins, those guys are going to have separation that allows you to be not as accurate. So I'm not quite as concerned with that stuff with him. Uh, I, I think, you know, Shane Steigens done a tremendous job already scheming around his skill set. I think it'll be able to do the same thing, scheming around an injury. I like it. That's a good call. Okay. Let's, uh, if we,
0: if you're satisfied, you see what this happened with Debo too, when he was producing, he'd be like, um, let's, uh, let's just get the Eagles. Yeah. yeah so the Eagles. The Eagles. now the Eagles are actually relevant. Um, Jalen hurts though, was the favorite to win the MVP. When his injury occurred, and it was announced, it was ex- when on Monday when it was like he's unlikely to play on uh, this this week in, in, against the Cowboys. The odds for the for the MVP over at Caesars completely flipped, like crazy flipped. Went from Jalen Hurts at minus one fifty ish, I believe, to Patrick Mahomes minus one thirty. Jalen Hurts plus five fifty to an MVP. Same odds as Josh Allen and Joe Burrow. Nobody else. That's really the four guys involved in it. I mean. I'll be honest I think minus 300 is 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 in is an incorrect number for Patrick Mahomes even if he is the current favorite just because we have 60 we have 3 weeks left in football. Yeah. You we don't we're the number 1 seed in either we know that the Eagles will probably be the number 1 seed in the NFC. We don't know how the AFC total seeding is going to shake out. We know the Chiefs have clinched division. Um it, there's a lot that can happen these next 3 weeks I think where I sort of like Josh Allen and Joe Burrow at longer odds. And I think that Jalen Hurts is being given an unfair shake where it's like, like, I, I mean, I, it's, but then, well, hold it's, on. What, what's your criteria for MVP? Yes. Most valuable player. <laughs> like, I mean, uh, I, I want, I, want, I, I, so to me, I, I sort of think about the MVP as it's like this season was all about Jalen Hurts and the Eagles, you know, like it, it, they were the biggest story they were completely dominant. He could play if,
1: I don't know. I mean, like, I feel like it, if it, for him to get hurt, you're not, you're not listing off your criteria. So, so here, here, pause for a second as you kind of battle in your brain about what exactly you want to say. Please. And I'll be very direct with you. Okay. Like, does being the number one overall seed in your conference matter? Yes. It probably does, right? Like, do you have to win your division? Yes. i imagine that's part of it, right? So, let's look at all the potential candidates. You have Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow. Here's That's the exactly. issue with winning your division. They're all probably going to win their division. Yep. You look at the number one overall seed. uh oh, three of those are in the same conference. So you give a leg up to whoever that is, whether it's Mahomes, Josh Allen, who I believe. Mahomes but, likely to do it based on the Chiefs schedule. Like the, the Chiefs schedule, but I believe, doesn't, don't the Bills have the tiebreaker over the, the. They do, but the Bills and the Bengals play each other. Sure. And, and, and so that'll sort itself out. But my point is, one of those or two of those players are going to kind of be knocked back because they won't be the number one overall seed. And maybe based on that game between the Bills and the Bengals, one of those guys emerges as more of the favorite from that, right? So if you're looking at, like, reasons to try to make a case or the best case as a voter or someone looking at it, I think it comes down to looking at those those couple of things, stats and how they stack up versus one another. Because I think the one thing Mahomes always has working against them is the dude won the MVP with 50 touchdown passes. Yep. Like, in his first year starting, it was so awesome that actually I think it's hindered his ability to be appreciated for the success he's had since then. Because every time you look back and you go, wait a second, it's not as statistically as good as it, it was. He could be playing more better quality football, but it might not be the statistical numbers we saw that year. So that almost is like an uphill battle for him. You know, Josh Allen and how they finish and how that game goes versus the Bengals, I'm with you. Like, that probably decides it for the winner of those two. I love Burrow, and I think how he's kind of come around and, and snuck in this whole thing. But I think if, if you're looking at just aside from those things, stats, number one seed, division winner, all that, you have to look at what you said the overall impact on the league and the most dominant team in the league. And it's been led by Jalen Hurts. So I, I think, you know, at this point, you know, will we be saying that or making that that case three weeks from now, whether he plays or not? Maybe, um, but but I guess my question would be: if you put Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and Joe Burrow in that system, it's going to look a little different. But I think there's one guy who you know could go in and operate that too, and we'd say, well, Josh he Allen. might even be an upgrade, Josh Allen.
0: Yeah, I've got Josh Allen in that system. My God,
1: <laughs> I mean- well, so and, and and that's it's almost like I'm saying like there there is that kind of that thought process where you go well maybe it should just be josh allen then right like it's almost like lebron not winning the mvp every year in the nba because everyone goes he's the most talented he probably is the most valuable player should win the most valuable player but he's not going to win it every single year because of his stats or the team success etc maybe you make that case too with josh allen but i I think we'd all say right now like put that dude on any team and he's the most valuable player i I think that bingles
0: uh Bengals Bills game is so huge because it, the Bills the Bills are currently the number one seed in the, in the AFC. Mahomes leads the league in passing yards and passing touchdowns. Uh, your your point about Mahomes setting his own standard, um, like creating his own, like, and he's he's got like forty five hundred yards and thirty five passing touchdowns. He, he's he's
1: he's not getting to fifty. So you look at it and you just go,
0: well, like how good of a season was it for Patrick? These voters, the people who are voting, would really like to give the award to Josh Allen. Like I, I've said that from from since before the season they, they this they would love to do that this this year and i think if if he wins the next three games and is a and is dominant offensively and he started to really it looks like he's much, a little bit healthier with that elbow now uh, over the past couple of weeks i think if, if he if he plays at a, an incredibly high level and they they finish out and and, and have to get the top seat i think he'll i think he'll jump leapfrog mahomes now mahomes could go off the, so burrow plays the patriots in new england this all three games are at one and o'clock. Buffalo.
1: What's that? They said then, then Buffalo.
0: They all play at one o'clock, so we really, I think, we'll see a shakeup in the in Seattle at KC, and um
1: Buffalo gets. Who's Buffalo playing this week? Uh They're like a nine-point favorite, not half-point favorite. They're at the Bears. That's right. I see yeah.
0: So, like, if all, however, those three guys do at the in that one o'clock window, I think it's going to dramatically, I mean, obviously, dramatically impact what the numbers like. I think. Allen or Burrow could close the gap significantly with a big performance on Sunday.
1: Sure. Sure. I mean, look again, we, there's a lot of football left to be played. It's going to be a tight race. We know that. Um, I, I just, you know, I, I think you look at Jalen hurts case as well, and there's probably some people out there too. And I know there's people who've said like, Oh, he's just a system quarterback. No, he's, he's way better than that. Um, he legitimately has put himself in this position to be in the MVP race, but you, you do have to acknowledge like that's a damn good football team. Yeah. And, it seems like every time there's a chance to get better, Howie Roseman doesn't, you know, hold back and then makes a move to get them to be better. So, um, you know, I almost wonder if the addition of A.J. Brown and how talented they are wide receiver and how talented they are everywhere else, like, is a knock or is what people hold back against him for making an MVP case. Like, they're on such a loaded roster and such a loaded team that you almost look at them and go, all right, like – you know, they're not working with quite as many deficiencies and maybe some people hold that against Jalen hurts. If they've got an MVP vote, look, I don't have an MVP vote. Um, you know, the season's not over yet, yet. So I wouldn't like to declare one yet, but I definitely think it's those four guys who are up for it.
0: Yeah. If hurts doesn't play again in the regular season, is he out? Is he off? The, is it off the table for him?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think, I, I think in my mind, there's something to, you know, a rewarding guys for being able to make it through the season. Um, you know, Josh Allen plays just as tough. He's running the football a yeah. lot too, and you know he's able to find a find a way, his way through if that's the case, right? So, um, I mean, how Joe Burrow came back from appendicitis and, and training camp to kind of build back to be able to be at this point. So, guys are always dealing with stuff. I just think that is to me uh, part of what should be acknowledged too is being able to make it through all the games. And and again, it, it doesn't take away from what Jalen Hurts did if he didn't play the rest of the season but i also think you got to reward other guys for being able to play through it.
0: I I tend to agree with you. All right, uh we'll, we'll get one more question for you and then we'll get you. Out. You got you got you got taught to, to Pete probably. I, I
1: do. I yeah, do.
0: Brutal. Um speak like if if uh right, two more questions. If um so like I, you know you ever watched you're know, like you know the ghost of christmas past or whatever like how how petrified would you be if if like all of a sudden this apparition appeared in your in your house. It was like and it was like it was like a dusty old pete like a pale dusty old pete with chains hanging off of him and like tattered like a tattered jorts and flip like 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 bum flip-flops and like a his shirt like unbuttoned down to his oh god i can't imagine a scarier ghost of christmas tan bed or whatever the tanning bed or whatever he would be
1: (laughs) i'm not sure if there's a question there um but yeah I, yeah I don't know i don't know man yeah i don't think there was i do think if we did like a recasting of our crew at cbs the pick six pod all the guys Pete would definitely be the ghost of christmas past no, I'm not i mean i, I think Brit, breach would probably be um what was it little tim <laughs> you know hobbling around a little bit you know am i oh am I scrooge oh man there's wilson oh me. i I, I don't know. It, see, you guys see a different side of Wilson. When I see him, he's always happy and nice. So I don't know that I'd call him Scrooge. Um, he, 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 I mean, that's the hard he, thing about Pete is Pete could easily be
0: Scrooge too. Pete's, Pete's probably Scrooge, yeah.
1: Yeah. So
0: oh, Interesting. All right, final question. Does Aaron Rodgers have that look in his eye?
1: You know, this this week I was a uh, flip-flopping before because I do have to do my picks today with Pete. That's one where I'm like, really? Like down in Miami – They're getting four points and we're making a big deal about, you know, hand signals and all these guys aren't on the same page and all this stuff. And he's using signals from years ago. It's like, yeah, dude, guess what? Those signals have probably been the same forever in the heat of the moment. He's using some stuff, but that comes to just time playing together and more time, you know, working together through all of that. Uh, Probably again would help to be there in the offseason. but I, I digress. I don't know. It feels like that 2010 season. Remember they had to win their last two. They went as a wild card and they're making their way. I just,
0: Oh, oh, the 2010 season,
1: 2010. Oh,
0: I thought you were talking about the, um, the, uh, the, the run that when he's like, I think we run the table and everybody's like, yeah, sure, buddy. You're like four and six. And then they ran the table, the 2010 season. I mean,
1: that's, it kind of has that feel to it, right? Like defensively, they've been you know up and down this year, but like maybe they find their groove and then they get really good when they go in the playoffs. Uh, I mean, we'll learn a lot more about that I think this week with, with taking on Miami and how good they are at home and how good tua has been with Tyreek. But I don't—he's got that look, you know. That's one that like early line right now. It still sits a four. I'm taking the four points. It still gives you room to have obviously Miami win. If I'll, take, I'll take the Packers, I mean, I'll take the Packers money line personally. Wow. I mean, okay. I mean, I, I think you could make the case too. Like it's just a bad matchup, right? Like the, the strength of Miami is their passing attack. Their offensive line protections. Okay. But like, versus that group, I think the Packers can get after a little bit and they can cover down, you know, if the dolphins were going to run the football game might be a different story, but that's just not what it is. And, and the dolphins defense is, you know, for the, as much talent as they have, like that's a group that it just kind of disappoints, you know, week in and week out. It's also like, this is on Christmas day one o'clock
0: you're down in Miami and Aaron Rodgers, but I don't know if you heard the, the post game interview with uh, Lisa. Salter. Oh yeah.
1: They're looking forward to it. Like he, he, he literally said like, they're looking forward to this.
0: Yeah. yeah. And and she goes, she goes, you, you know, all three of your opponents left are above 500 goes, well, one's 500. Like really quickly. It was like, <laughs> and, and, and in, the, in his post game, he goes, he's like, you know, some of us, those of, those of us who like to look ahead, you know, you, you get over the bye, you start to dig around, you look at it, you're like, all right, we go down to Miami on Christmas Day and play there, and then we got two at home. It's like, it's like he. I think they're going to win out, and it's just a matter of, will the other pieces fall in place for them?
1: Yeah, I mean, he, he's got a feeling of he knows exactly what he needs to do. And what's different, when you talk about that look, what I sense is a sense of urgency, which is the first time I've really felt like that. he's had that all year. You know, and that's one of the things that everyone made a big deal about the ayahuasca and all that stuff. It's like, oh, it changes your brain. Well, supposedly he's been doing it for years anyway. So you can't be critical of that if you can't look back over the past couple of years and realize he did win two MVPs. So, um, but my my point is more this. It's the first time where I've really felt like he's kind of had that like laser look in his eyes. Mm -hmm. And he's got that sense of urgency for this is what we need to do. I'm going to effing do this and you guys are all going to watch and you're going to w- want to eat some of those words that you've been using earlier this season when everyone counted us out. So yeah. it's almost like that's like that challenge that he's been looking for. And now he's got it. He's got it right. In right in 2010.
0: Mind. Then the RELAX season, the run the table season. And now this year, like, I don't know. I'd have to look at the timeline, but it feels like every like four years, it's like the Packers just get in some kind of bad situation. And Rogers is like, well, F everybody. Yeah. I think you to burn the house down. And yeah, it feels like we are in the middle of a fire right now. All right. That'll do it for us. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. As always. Um,
1: hey, happy holidays. Merry Christmas.
0: Hey, happy holidays to you, man. Merry Christmas. Well, uh, I, I'm not the type
1: of person. Can I, can I get that Brinson sucks hat? I mean, I feel like that has been in the making forever. I've never gotten that hat. Okay. I will actually mail that to you for,
0: actually, I do you the I suck hat? That's the only one I have, I think. Because I'm Brinson. So, like, they sent me one that says I suck that's your hat though it's not mine but then then right nobody would get it so you just you could wear it on big noon kickoff
1: yeah i want the Princeton sucks hat okay will you wear the Princeton sucks will you, will you, will you, will you display it on, on fox uh i will try you know what i'll bring it with me and i'll get someone else to wear it like in the background so you'll see it and then you'll know no us kind of back there for a reason all right, all right uh we'll see we'll see what we do
0: about getting you one of those happy holidays merry christmas yeah. I'm not the type of person to say, see you in 20. No, I'll, I'll talk to you before then. We'll
1: talk about Yeah, about we will. Talk next
0: week. Bye next week. All right. If we're ready for I'm Britson. See you guys later. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Bye.
1: From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo. Thanks in part to humanitarians and the band YouTube. Kiss the future. New documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply.